Welcome to Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one international bestseller, award-winning book, which is called Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Harness Your Gifts, Fulfill Your Purpose, and Create a Life of Joy. And I've also authored a number of other books that you may be interested in, including Navigating the Clickety-Clack, How to Stay Peace-Filled in the Seemingly Toxic World, and Evolutionary Healer and Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach, which is my first book. And uh, this is the first Monday of the month. So what that means is it's the Ask the LifeWave Doctors radio show. And what we do here is my uh, good friend and uh, colleague, Dr. Dennis Lobstein, and I talk about how to use phototherapy patches on specific acupuncture points to help support certain organs, glands, and then help to alleviate certain symptoms. And each month we do a different show. So this is really about holistic health, healing with light and energy. Um, And I have found in my own personal practice, I'm now retired, but my own personal practice, as well as using with myself, my family, my clients, that using light therapy is one of the fastest ways to encourage your body to self-heal because our bodies actually respond to light instantly. Let me say that again. Our bodies respond to light instantly. Uh, just like if you were to turn on, you know, the, uh, the light in, the, in a room. You know, when people say, well, how does it work that fast? How does it get rid of pain that quickly? You know, I said, well, how long does it take for you, the light to come on when you turn the switch on? And they're like, oh, uh, okay. You know, <laughs> it's pretty fast, right? When you dial a phone and you call your friend and you are 3,000 miles away, how long does it take for it to connect the call? Not that long, right? So light and energy and frequency are actually a faster way of messaging the body. Now, this month's topic is going to be around the issue uh, symptoms of bladder pain and frequent urination. Now, these may be seemingly connected, but not so much in in certain ways in Chinese medicine. And Dr. Dennis is going to share with us kind of like the, the different approaches to how to look at these symptoms, bladder pain, especially the chronic bladder pain, um, frequent urination, why people get up to go pee at night, men, women, sometimes it's a different issue. Um, And then what acupuncture points might be really great to uh, connect with and activate and then which patches, if you're using LifeWay Phototherapy patches, uh, to use to um, decrease those symptoms. And if you want to call in, ask a question, doesn't have to be about our topic today, it could be any patching question. Um, You can call the number 818-514-1190, hit 1, so we know your hand's up. Again, 818-514-1190, and hit 1. And please, if you are talking about um, what's going on with you or a loved one, um, uh, please avoid uh, diagnoses names. Uh, We don't want to insinuate that LifeWave patches cure, treat, or prevent any disease or illness, um, but please stick to kind of the symptoms of what is going on. So for example, if you have a loved one with Parkinson's, don't say, well, how do I patch for Parkinson's? You would say my, you know, my, uh, um, my loved one's been diagnosed with a neurological uh, disorder and the symptom is tremor or the symptom is pain or the symptom is stiffness or whatever that symptom is. And we can help you with that a little bit later in the show. Yeah. So we're going to take live calls. It's one way of getting free consults. <laughs> Otherwise it's a lot of money. <laughs> talk to me funny funny anyway so uh, uh yeah so dr dennis welcome to this month's show well hey Happy dr february I'm pleased to be here with you yeah we're we made it to february 2021 imagine yes. that imagine that imagine that <laughs> 
I've got all kinds of snow on the ground around me, and I'm in Arizona. No way, so really? Several feet. Yeah, wow. I haven't been able to hike in the forest for a few days without uh, strapping on some tennis rackets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably weren't prepared for for that. Uh, well, we're I'm I, you know I'm in the Northeast. It's a beautiful day out today, and um, our skiers are loving all the snow. Loving love. We've had two weeks of like pretty much snow almost every day and they're loving it. So, um, you know, we're thriving over here in the Northeast, but you know, maybe not so much in other places where they can't ski. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, so. Well, um, relative to what you just said about how quickly the patches work with light. Mm-hmm. What, what struck me when you were saying that is a recollection of, how Dr. Steve used to tell us that when people would say, well, I don't feel the patches working sometimes. Right. And he'd say, right. Well, you know, when you hook people up to the physiograph in the lab, you see physiological changes in everybody right away, even yep. though 70% of the people will feel something, but maybe 30% won't feel it right away. There are still physiological changes that are documented that take place. And that documentation is in the, the um, science portion of the website for LifeWave. That is a really great point because not everybody's used to feeling energy in their body. In fact, I have found myself included in the past of not being fully present. So when I'm not fully present, my energy circuits are not really feeling what's going on in my body. I'm in my mind. And a lot of people are stuck in their minds, in their heads, and they're not actually feeling the body. So they're like, well, I don't feel anything, you know, until they like bash their knee or something. And then of course they feel pain and it's easy to feel pain going away. But for other things, you're absolutely right. A lot of people don't quote unquote, you know, there's a lot of people do notice the difference, but there's a significant portion that do not because they're not used to feeling energy running in their body. Right. And of course, we have all kinds of thousands of physiological processes going on in the body all the time that we don't even notice or feel. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. We don't say, well, okay, I, breathe, heartbeat, walk, sweat, blink. <laughs> There's yeah. so many automatic things that so, happen in our bodies. Anyway, the the first thing that came to mind when you asked me to talk about bladder mm-hmm. is how um, bladders used to be inflated in, with air and used for footballs, you know, for sport. Oh, my gosh. That was forever ago. Yeah. What kind of bladder was that? Cow <laughs> yeah. bladder or something? Or a wild boar. Wild boar. Okay. And, and, <laughs> of course. And, we have a lot and, of those around. <laughs> and the boar. Yeah. Um, so, and wild, wild boar bladder is also used for canteens and for change purses back in the day before we had metal and plastic canteens. Yeah, and, uh, that's true. Even, even today, uh, fish bladders are used to color beer, make the beer that uh, deep amber color. That really? We when we, uh, I bought, did not know that. So it's not the hops, then, that makes it yellow. (laughs) Well, yeah, the hops, depends on what kind of hops you use. But, yes, the hops colors it, but the the fish bladder gives it the the solid-state amber color. 
Wow. So anyone that's uh, vegetarian or vegan probably doesn't want to do beer then, I'm gathering. Not much beer. <laughs> there are probably some beers that don't have it, but right, right. most processed do. Wow. So anyway, um, honing in on the on the bladder and, and bladder pain and irritation and frequent urination, which is called polyuria, Mm-hmm. Uh, we um, we can look at this from to start with from a, a five element perspective, and from that perspective, we know that the bladder is paired with the kidney. So, in in the water element, we have kidney and bladder, which are a yin yang pair, mm-hmm. and the water. If you look at a five element chart is a child of metal and it's also the mother of wood and the grandmother for water is earth. Now the reason I mention all of those elements is that they all can regulate the water and have influence on the bladder. So um, for example, the earth, which is a grandmother has holding and and regulation and controlling influence on the bladder, on water in general, both the kidney and the bladder. And in particular, uh, it's the the stomach that will influence the bladder because the stomach is yang and the bladder is yang. And Mm. then if we go down to the mother of the water, that's the metal, we see that the large intestine or the, the colon is the yang phase of metal, and that influences the bladder. And then um, we also have wood, which is a child, and that, that can um, influence water also. And the gallbladder is the yang phase. And we have a, a number of points that we're going to talk about today that involve earth, metal, and wood, not just the water or the bladder. So that's mm. a big picture of how the elements are affecting the bladder. Cool. So, um, yeah, for, first we're going to look at the um, overall view here, um, what, what I had in the, the write-up or the description, then we'll back up a little bit and look at how Western medicine mm-hmm. views uh, bladder pain and, and frequent urination. And then um, we'll focus in on the points and uh, some detailed descriptions of them and what they do. And we've heard a lot of, about these points before, but not so much with a focus on the bladder. So it's a slightly different focus from what we've heard before. Mm. And uh, and then we'll look at the protocols and how those points fit into the protocols, and then uh, which patches I'd recommend to put in those uh, points in those protocol patterns. Mm-hmm. And if if you got uh, people lined up with questions, we can do that too. Yes, 
yes, we definitely do have some folks with their hand out, hand up, sorry, already. Um, the number to call in uh, is 818-514-1190. Hit one so you know your hand's up. Again, 818-514-1190 and hit one on your dial pad. Otherwise, I don't know to unmute you. And uh, partway through the show, we will uh, go to some questions and go back to protocols. And uh, just you know, FYI for new folks, this is uh, usually a 90-minute uh, show because Dr. Dennis has a lot of amazing information to share with us. And we don't recommend necessarily these protocols for absolute beginners because it can be too overwhelming, too much information. Most of the time when you use the um, patch protocols in the brochure, so somebody is paying, use IceWave as per the brochure, 80 to 85% of the time it works perfectly well. And it's just for those exceptions and those that are really interested in Chinese medicine and advanced protocols that we do these shows, um, you know, for everyone. But feel free to call in with any questions, easy or hard, doesn't really matter what it is, and we'll help you out. Okay. So we do have some folks with their hands up already, so um, we appreciate your patience. I'll let you continue, Dr. Dennis. Okay. So we'll do some descriptions, and before we go to the protocols, we'll deal with the questions. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, um, uh, as far as the detail goes, uh, and flapping my gums for like 90 minutes, uh, uh, people tell me I, I tend to be Virgo. Well, I am a Virgo, and so I get into a lot of detail. So, uh, oh, is that what Virgos do? And, yeah, they hone in on details, apparently. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I'm not really into the astrology that much, so that's interesting. Funny, funny. So, so if I'm doing that and get off track, what Dr. Karen always pulls me back to something more simple, and that's cool. <laughs> All right, so um, we're we're talking uh, with frequent urination here and and bladder pain from the perspective of Chinese medicine. It's uh, we're we're dealing with damp heat in the bladder or damp cold in the bladder. And the damp damp means accumulation of water or, or fluid. And when we have damp heat, it presents as a burning urination. Uh, the urine's usually dark yellow and concentrated because a lot of the fluid's um, gone and it accumulates mm-hmm. and so it's dark. And also, the urine can be turbid or, or um, cloudy. And um, the urine might contain blood because blood's often involved or is involved. I shouldn't say often, but it, it's, uh, when there's blood in the urine, it's a sign that there is some kind of reckless blood from a heat problem going on. Okay, so that, that's according to Chinese medical physiology. Uh, so the damp could be considered cold as well. And when we have damp cold, there's a feeling of heaviness in the urethra. And the urethra is that, that tube that goes from the bladder to the outside of the body that carries the collected urine that's stored in the bladder. And it's actually shorter in women obviously mm. longer in men. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that that's why women as as you know, um, Dr. Karen, tend to have more bladder infections because mm-hmm. there's a shorter distance from the outside of the body to the bladder. 
which is funny because um, I think in I could be wrong in my memory of this, but um, it seemed to me that um, as uh, young children, that little boys seem to have um, more urinary tract infections than little girls. Although it could, uh, if I'm remembering incorrectly, it could be that they have more serious urinary tract infections than little girls, which is very interesting. Not as frequent or high in number in in boys, but uh, it, it can be more serious when when and if the um, little critters actually crawl or swim their way up the urethra in the little boys, then mm-hmm. they have a real bad problem there in the bladder. Um, let's see when. Okay, so we also have cold when the urine is is pale in color. And it can also be turbid or cloudy. <clears throat> um, let's see. So the, the damp heat or the damp cold in the bladder can cause bladder pain. And we know that in, in Asian medicine, pain is caused by blockage or stagnation. And that blockage could be caused by inflammation. And you get inflammation from either an infection or some kind of irritation going on. So uh, we'll, we'll uh, discuss that when we look at the Western perspective of um, how they deal with bladder problems. And the, the irritation often stimulates a frequent urination. The, the effectiveness of the relief of the pain, the irritability, and the frequent urination depends on what acupuncture points we use and which patches we use on those points. So that's where we're heading. So let's look at the uh, Western perspective first, just briefly. Then I'll go back and give more details of the the traditional Chinese medicine perspective and how we use those points. So... We have a condition of bladder pain syndrome, which is often in Western medicine called interstitial cystitis. And that's often not even caused by an infection, but an infection can precede it, like a UTI or a urinary tract infection. But it could also be preceded by an STD or a sexually transmitted disease or cancer or uh, endometriosis or prostatitis. And what I came across in the Western science when I was looking this up is that they, they claim that there is no cure for interstitial cystitis, but there are some treatments that uh, mitigate the irritation and help the uh, the cells in the bladder lining not be so irritable. Uh, the the interstitial cystitis um, has a middle aged onset in the population. Usually, about half a percent of the population experiences that, and uh, the symptoms usually occur with pain in the suprapubic area, like where CV2 is on the midline, just riding above the pubic bone. 
And um, there's often a burning sensation, especially in the urethra and on urination. There could be a hesitant stream when trying to urinate and discomfort with movement. About 5 to 10% of interstitial cystitis uh, people have ulcers. And there doesn't seem to be, as I said before, a bacterial component once you get to the IC stage. And so antibiotics don't help at that point. Because it's not an active infection that they can find. Right. Because there's there are no bacteria in there that are causing interstitial cystitis at that stage. Now they may have been in there to begin with to cause the urinary tract infection, but then they go away and we got lingering IC. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so um, as, as I mentioned before, the the bacteria don't all the time cause the interstitial cystitis or the, the bladder problem. So causes of interstitial cystitis could be a, a defect or a deficiency of this gag substance, GAG, which is glycosaminoglycan, which, um, which will lower the permeability of the mucosa or protect it. And so if there's a deficiency of this gag or glycosaminoglycan that protects the mucosa, without it, with a deficiency of it, there's an increase in permeability of the mucosa. And so um, then the mucosa becomes open to irritation or irritability with toxic chemicals. So it can be triggered by toxins from either a urinary tract infection or by an acidic pH, a low pH, like from coffee or from tea, from soda, from chocolate, from citrus, and um, and or psychological stress. So all of these toxins, including the psychological stress, trigger an autoimmune reaction that involves mast cells that release histamines that cause a cascade of pain in the bladder wall and the urethra. So um, so with interstitial cystitis, there is a lowering of cell proliferation of the bladder cell wall, and the bladder cell lining uh, has a defect or deficiency. So the, the Western treatment uh, is to use um, this substance called PPS, or drug called pentazan polysulfate. And this pentazan polysulfate repairs the glycosaminoglycan coating. And that's interesting, too, because just as an aside, this um, pentazan polysulfate also binds to prions. Oh, it and, does. Um, 
and if you may recall, prions are proteins that don't have any nucleic acid, and they cause diseases like uh, Creutzfeldt-Jakob and um, Scrappy and sp- um, spongiform encephalopathy. So spongiform encephalopathy in the brain looks like big holes like a sponge with holes in it, which is not good to have in the brain. And <laughs> no. Uh, no, we don't want we don't want big holes in our brain. We don't want big holes in the brain. No. <laughs> right. So uh, the the PPS or the penicillin polysulfate um, seems to repair the uh, gag or glycosaminoglycan, and it also binds prions, and it and it decreases the um, effectiveness of the prions to bind with the proteins in the brain cells so that it cuts down on the severity of the spongiform encephalopathy. But the reason I mentioned what's happening in the brain with that is that that gives you a picture of what is happening in the bladder that this um, pentazan polysulfate helps. Mm-hmm. However, it's a drug and has side effects, and its side effects include diarrhea and heartburn and stomach pains and hair loss and headache and rash and insomnia. Sounds kind of nasty. Yeah. <laughs> so if we can avoid that and use more natural means and uh, energetic approaches that can address the same kind of con- bladder condition, but without using drugs, but using um, acupuncture points and patches and changing energy patterns, we may be better off. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll, I'll look at polyuria or frequent urination. Uh, that's uh, often related to diabetes. And uh, aside from being related to bladder irritation that we just went over, so you can get frequent urination with the the bladder pain from the condition we just described. Uh, you also get it from diabetes and also from diuretics like uh, caffeine and alcohol and um that diuretics cause you to pee a lot. That's why when you drink alcohol, which is a diuretic, you have to pee a lot. Can I just intersperse? This is I'm going off track here a little bit, but alcohol. But I just remember this really funny um, uh, lecture in uh, biochemistry class, and uh, we, you know we were freshmen, and uh, my boyfriend and all his friends, you know, were big drinkers back then. And uh, so the so the, the the professor the woman professor was saying that if you drink a lot, your cell membranes get really fluid, and and what happens is that they become the wrong structure, so that the body then um, takes cholesterol and puts it in the cell membrane to make it more firm, if you will. So the alcohol, you know, it's a dehydrating effect and all this kind of stuff. But anyway, that it makes the cell membranes less. 
term. Uh, and so all this cholesterol is, but if you go cold Turkey, of course, and, and, and get off the alcohol, then all of a sudden your cell membranes are crusty because it has all this cholesterol, you know, uh, in, in the cell membrane, it takes a while to take all that cholesterol out. So she was theorizing that that maybe why some people feel so horrible, you know, when they go off alcohol suddenly, if they've been drinking a lot and maybe some of the brain effects that we see are that. And, um, yeah, and, and she also talked about the feminizing aspects of drinking too much alcohol for men and, you know, the testes can shrink and so on and so forth, and they can get man boobs. And, you know, um, my boyfriend's, you know, roommates or people were turned to him. They turned to each other during this lecture and said, we should be women by now. <laughs> anyway, I have to share that funny story. Um, <laughs> right. About too much alcohol. Well, <clears throat> so the, um, the alcohol-suppressing testosterone and um, in- increasing estrogen and as it destroys the testes is what you're saying there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you also get frequent urination from altitude because a cold and altitude cause diuresis. And the mechanism of that is um, from an increase in atrial nitritic peptide. And atrial nitritic peptides increased. And just as an aside, remember about 30 years ago, one of my PhD students did a study on atrial nitritic peptides and how Exercise, aerobic exercise, actually increases the AMP, and that was a significant increase. And that accounts for lower blood pressure in women that exercise, or is one of the components mm. of that. Interesting. So the um, that, that was reported in Medicine and Science and Sports and Exercise well, way back in 1990. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's been a while, ever ago. Yeah, right. (sighs) Anyway, um, what releases atrial nitritic peptide is stretching of the atria. And if you get a fast heartbeat, especially when the atria are stretched, something that's called SVT or supraventricular tachy, Cardia, that means that the atria are stretching and releasing atrial nitritic peptide. And that lowers blood pressure by increasing diuresis. So the connection with frequent urination there is that you get cold and altitude diuresis from the atrial nitritic peptide. Mm, so you're saying if someone's if someone has issues with swelling, if they move their body a lot and their heart beats faster than theoretically they should be more. Yeah, right. Theoretically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Interesting. And and peeing more also will um, help us get rid of waste and clear out the bladder. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> the way uh, Western medicine treats. <clears throat> frequent urination is with antidiuretics like um, 
vasopressin, which is antidiuretic hormone, and angiotensin II, and aldosterone. And all of those are affected by AMP, by the way. So anyway, we don't have to become experts in AMP. I just thought I'd mention it since I did some research on it. What I think is really interesting, Dr. Dennis, is that, you know, some people don't realize that their blood pressure medications um, are actually diuretics and therefore they can play and they pee all night, (laughs) you know. Um, And maybe you can explain physiologically uh, why they would pee more at night or just in general, not just people taking blood pressure medicines, but why people would pee more at night than seemingly during the day. Like they don't seem to pee as much during the day, but once they lie down, they start peeing. Well, you probably notice it more at night because it wakes you up. So you definitely get it marked in your brain. During the day, you don't notice that you're stopping to pee a lot. You know, as you're going through things, it doesn't register as much. Um, I, I was it thinking, seems like... yeah, in addition to that, yeah. I was thinking that the baroreceptors <laughs> in your carotid arteries would actually sense that the fluid, if, especially if they're kind of leaking out into your interstitial, you know, areas, kind of go back into the blood vessels. Yeah. And when you're lying down, the baroreceptors would would suddenly feel full, and that that would trigger your pee response. That's what I kind of understood right. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that also is a mechanism. Yeah, I had a, a ER doctor who was a researcher at the University of New Mexico Hospital, and he was jokingly talking about. Uh, treating high blood pressure by putting uh, blood pressure cups around people's necks, blowing them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard that one. <laughs> of course. Yeah, we 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 learned that it's <clears throat> you're not supposed to put a blood pressure cuff on people's necks, but if you did that, you'd put pressure on the baroreceptors in the carotid arteries that you're talking about, and that would stimulate a lowering of, of blood pressure by releasing fluids and. Of course, when you release the fluids, you pee. Mm-hmm. So I guess uh, <clears throat> the the um, Dr. Steve would observe that the the uh, lesson of that story is that if you're having trouble peeing, just put a blood pressure cuff around your neck. Right. <laughs> he would probably say that. Bless him. <laughs> Yeah. And by the way, folks, if you're like, whoa, whoa, baroreceptors, you're saying some things really fast, guys. You know, don't worry. I'm writing it all down, summarizing it for you on the blog. So you can find these notes uh, um, a number of, uh, well, probably an hour after the show uh, at com, all one word, patchtrainingteam.com. And then go to blog and you'll see it there and uh, with all the notes and the recordings of the replays. And yeah, so don't, you don't have to, you know, write write furiously because I, I'm doing this for you um, as, a, as a labor of love for everyone free to, uh, to read on the internet after the show. Yeah, Dr. Karen does an excellent job of that and just distilling down all the, all the stuff that I'm flapping my gums about. 
Well, I'm pretty much saying what you're saying, but, uh, you know, writing down what you're saying. Um, but uh, I did want to share with folks that Dr. Dennis, uh, his Facebook uh, page is also linked on the blog as well, because some folks had trouble finding Dr. Dennis before. So it's right there. So you don't have to PM me and ask me where he is. Um, it's right there on the blog. <laughs> There's a link right at the top. So just, just put a blood pressure cuff around your neck and blow it up and you'll find me. <laughs> Just kidding, folks. Okay. Uh, yeah. so what we're talking about here with um, bladder pain and frequent urination and bladder irritability, all of those are lumped into a condition known in Chinese medicine as a Shan disorder, S-H-A-N, Shan disorder. Mm. So Shan disorder can involve problems with urinating, uh, it could also involve hernia and and organ protrusion, <clears throat> weaknesses in the area of the bladder and, and the lower jaw area. So we have three jaw or energy centers, and um, like the sand jaw, um, upper, middle, and lower jaw. So we're focused on the lower jaw here, which is where the bladder lives. <clears throat> is that the same as so triple warmer let's, let's, areas? Yes. Trip, uh, sand means three or triple, and jiao means energy center, warmer, or heater. So sand jiao is the same thing as the triple heater or triple warmer. Okay. And how do you spell jiao? Because I just suddenly forgot how to spell it. J-I-A-O. Okay. I got it. Thank you. You're welcome. So Shan disorders often occur in the lower jowl. All right, so what's happening in the lower jowl with Shan disorders is often, as I briefly described earlier, damp heat in the bladder, and that's characterized by the following pattern. Excuse me. It's frequent urination, burning urination, Difficult, the frequent urination, it's difficult, difficult urination. Uh, dark yellow urine, turbid urine, blood in the urine, sand urine, and there could be fever sand? and thirst. Sand, sandy, like the beach. Okay. Sandy colored urine. Okay. So um, it's not a preferable way of going to the beach. No. And what did you say after sandy-colored urine? Fever, possibly, and thirst. Because fever and thirst or heat may drive things out. So... um, that's damp heat in the bladder. Uh, it could be accompanied with a red tongue that's got a thick, sticky yellow coat. And so that, that's the main pattern that we're dealing with. A less often occurring pattern, which is one more of deficiency, is that of damp, cold bladder. So damp, cold is characterized 
by frequent and urgent urination, difficult urination, a feeling of heaviness in the urethra. The urine is pale, although it could still be turbid cloudy. And the tongue is often white and sticky, white and sticky coating, and could look pale. So that's the difference between heat and cold we're looking at there, but we still have damp in both cases. Hmm. Okay, so also just as an aside, relative to the damp heat, the points that... um, that expel damp heat in the lower jowl are energetically, and we're going to talk about those points in a minute here, they're energetically like using a Chinese herb formula called Ba Zheng Zan that's used to treat urinary tract infection. How do you spell that? B-A-B-A-Z-H-E-N-G-E-S-A-N. Okay. And when when I when I prescribe Ba Zheng Zan to people that have UTI or or even interstitial cystitis without an infection, because we're treating damp heat in the bladder, <clears throat> which can either be caused by an infection or an irritation and an inf- inflammation. So the Bajang Zang will work in both cases, not just the infection. And antibiotics will only work on the infection, and they won't work on the interstitial, interstitial cystitis. Mm. But the Bajang Zang will work on both, <clears throat> as will oh, the okay. points that we're talking about that are going to be energetically like Bajang Zang. So when I use Bajang Zang, I also recommend using Uva Erzi, which is a Native American bearberry, it's a a diuretic, that's used to get rid of bladder inflammation, and also D-mannose, and that's a sugar that you find in cranberry juice that hasn't been processed, and that, that mannose is a form of sugar that bacteria do not like. And so it it makes the bacteria let go of the inside of the bladder if there's an infection there. And also vitamin C. So those all help support the Bajing Zan. Ah. Oh, the vitamin C? It's an antioxidant. Mm -hmm. So it it lowers inflammation and it, it... gets rid of free radicals, neutralizes the free radicals that are causing tissue irritation and damage because free radicals will inflame the tissue, cause it to be irritated, make an interstitial cystitis or a, an infection in the bladder even uh, worse. So the vitamin C can reverse that. Okay, we're talking about damp heat in the lower jaw and how to how to reverse it, and we can focus on a number of different conditions there, and that includes 
frequent urination, frequent copious urination, pain that's hot and painful with a lot of urgency to urinate, and nocturnal enuresis, and that that's usually accompanying damp cold. So the other ones are usually uh, damp heat, and this one is damp cold usually. So let me go through some of the points, and then we'll get into the protocols. Maybe we can do questions before we get into the protocols? Yeah, before we do the protocols, right. But um, you'll probably, probably want to ask a bunch of questions after I talk about these points. So uh, let's see. The, cat- the first category I mentioned was for frequent urination. So if that's the only problem... We can use lung five. Lung lung five is a hussy point. Um, it's a water point of 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 the lung, and what we do is is sedate it. We uh, we use it to clear heat and to regulate water passages, to lower pain and expel damp, and to treat a weak bladder. So those are all the things lung five helps with. And lung five is located in um, the elbow area. Okay, next we have uh, CV3. Now, CV3 is the uh, front mu point of the bladder. You recall in, in previous um, discussions with that, the mu point is where the energy of that channel comes to a head or is concentrated. And it's also a meeting point of conception vessel, the spleen, the liver, and the kidney. And CV3 lowers damp heat, tonifies the kidney, and it lowers stagnation in the lower jowl. And it's very useful for urine disorders. And that's because it's a front viewpoint for the bladder. Okay, so CV3 is located one soon above the pubic bone, one inch on the midline. Okay, and then we have CV4. And CV4 is the front view point for the small intestine. And it also is a meeting point for conception vessels, spleen, liver, kidney, and it tonifies the kidney, it regulates lower jowl, and it assists with conception and fertility. Mm. It also is um, a, a super point for tonifying yang qi. So if there is a collapse of yang, 
it restores Yang. Treats Yang collapse. Like if somebody's really low on energy. Nice. And it gets gets things moving when it's stagnant. So people having difficulty urinating because they have weak yang chi will be helped by CD4. Okay. Um, kidney six. The kidney six we've talked about before is a master point of the yin chow mai. The yin chow mai is a motility or movement channel. And um, kidney six is often used to treat incontinence and drip urination. What's that? Um, When there is Instead of a steady flow of urine, the urine is coming out in drips. Uh-huh. You know, like a water faucet that hasn't been turned off all the way. Right. <laughs> you hope it's off, and then halfway across the room, you hear it going drip, drip, drip. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> okay. That's a goodie. Yep. And... <clears throat> Good combinations with kidney six include kidney six, kidney eight, and stomach 36. And we've talked a lot about stomach 36, so I won't go over that. But kidney eight is uh, what's called the C cleft point of the in chamai or the motility channel. The Z cleft point which is spelled uh, X-I, cleft, C-L-E-F-T. That's where the Z-cleft points are points where chi and blood converge in acute conditions, like an acute injury or an acute swelling or acute pain. And kidney aid is particularly good with treating acute swelling and pain in the genital area. And it, it's known to regulate the conception vessel and the chong vessel. The chong vessel um, is a smaller channel that's deeper that goes from the um, pubic area to the uterus or the prostate. It's different from chong so ma kidney, or is it the same? Chong ma. Yeah, it's chong ma channel. Okay. okay. So, um, kidney aid is used to lower damp heat in the lower jowl and to harmonize the body, mind, and spirit of all the other officials. And in five-element medicine, the officials are all the organs like the heart and the spleen and the lung and the kidney and the liver. And we're not just talking about organs. We're talking about... the energetic properties of those organs or officials. Hmm. So kidney aids kidney used to treat lazy bladder and for urine retention. Like it's in there, but I can't get it out. Mm-hmm. I can feel it in there, but it won't come out. Urine retention. 
and feel sorry for the those guys that I used to see in the emergency room that needed a, a catheter mm. yeah. in their urethra to go into their bladder to empty their uh, their their uh, urine retention because they couldn't let it out themselves. Oh, yeah. I, I felt so bad putting those in. Oh. <laughs> really, really never, never fun. No. Okay, so that that's the first couple sets of points for just frequent urination. Now, if it's free, the next category I mentioned was frequent and copious. Mm. So we're we're gonna we're gonna go back and and look at the protocols and where to put those the patches on those points. So the next group is frequent and copious. And um, really important point there for frequent and copious is lung seven. You wouldn't think that a point for the lung that's on the arm could help with the bladder, but lung seven is indicated for hot and painful urine and and often urine that has blood in it. And um, it's the it's a connection point with the uh, colon, so it uh, draws energy from the colon into the lung, and um, it's a confluent point of the conception vessel, and it's a gawu, which means a command point for the face and the neck. I think we've talked about that before, how lung seven is a command point for the face and the neck. But we didn't know all these other properties of helping with the bladder. We Mm -hmm. talked about that. And also, there, there are psychological and emotional energy patterns involved with these points as well that can create the bladder conditions like the Shawn disorders, be involved with the Shawn disorders. So lung seven also helps to free emotional stagnation or incomplete um, expression and suppression of grief. And if you can picture the uh, jumping jack man or the Vesuvius man that um, Leonardo da Vinci drew with the guy doing jumping jacks with the arms up in the air and the legs spread apart. Mm-hmm. That's the um, anatomical position in Chinese medicine. Well, that illustrates how the lungs receive because the lungs are a, a yin-yang pair in metal. Lung is yin and Large intestine or colon is young in the metal. And what I'm saying is the lungs have to be clear and let go in order for the colon to let go. And by letting go, I'm not talking just talking about physical waste letting go, like you're full of it if you can't let go. But we're right. also talking about emotional energy that's stuck that you can't let go of and spiritual energy that's stuck. Mm -hmm. So 
the best way to illustrate what I'm talking about is um, if you put a straw in fluid and you pull out the straw, what happens to the fluid in the straw? Well, it comes out. Mm-hmm. That's if the top of the straw is open. So right. the top of the straw is like the lungs and the bottom of the straw is like the colon. Now, if you put your thumb or block the top of the straw somehow after you put it in the water and then you pull the straw out, what happens to the water? It stays there. That's right. It stays in the straw because the lungs are not open and you don't have a flow of energy opening from the top of the straw to the, to the bottom so you can let go. So that illustrates what I'm talking about here in metal with this yin-yang pair of lung and large intestine where in order to, for the large intestine to let go, the lungs have to be open and clear. So I the love that analogy, off, Dr. Dennis. That is so good. I'll have to remember that, the straw analogy. Very good. Yeah. So helpful. Cool. Yeah, and then it helps people see what's going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so <clears throat> lung seven is also involved with a change in gonadotropins. <clears throat> so you can also use lung seven to to affect the sex hormones. And um, I, I mentioned it's a confluent point of the conception vessel. And the other point used with lung seven is kidney six, which I mentioned earlier is the master point of the yin chow mai or motility channel. So using lung seven and or with kidney six will help motility, like get the urine to move, in other words. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. So that's lung seven. Now, also in that in that set for frequent and copious urination, that's uh, <clears throat> involving lung seven. We also have bladder twenty three, and that's a back shoot point for the kidneys. So we can tonify kidney and gene with that with those points. Back shoot points. Can you explain Jing for new folks, Dr. Dennis? Yes. I'll go back and do that. Let me finish talking about SHU. Um, The the SHU or back SHU points exist for all of the officials or organs. And they're the points where you can tonify the yin energy of each organ or official. Now, the Jing, J-I-N-G, is the essence that's made up of both yin and yang. And when we're born at the point of conception, we have a charge of jing energy from our parents and from the universe. That's that spark of life that's get, that gets infused into the um, embryo or the, the fertilized egg. So that, that's original gene. 
but we can also generate jing from the environment, from food. We can convert food to jing, and we can do exercises that involve breathing, like qigong, that generate more kidney jing. But they never replace the original jing. But the jing is the essence. So when we talk about somebody being low on jing, we're talking about their physical essence being low. And that looks like wasting away. And um, they're just weak. weak and so, that, so if there's a child uh, that is very sickly uh, from babyhood, that usually means they're low jing. They can rebuild, not rebuild, but they can build up more jing later in life. Yes. That's right. Mm -hmm. So um, bladder 23 can be used not just to tonify the kidney, but also to to benefit the jing. I love bladder 23. Yeah, me too. Dr. Dean used to talk about that a lot, too, where he put patches. Mm-hmm. So uh, bladder 23 regulates water passages, and it benefits urination, and especially with uh, frequency and, and dripping. Okay, and then we have bladder 26. Bladder 26 is known as a source shoe. So remember I talked about how all the organs have a back shoe point. Well, bladder 26 is the shoe or the back shoe point for which is the source of all the other gates or shoe. So it's a source for all the other shoe in the back. Hmm. And it's located at lumbar 5. So if you've got a really weak condition, you can open the shoe or the gates, and that that bladder 26 will regulate the lower jowl, tonify deficient if you have a deficiency, and help with uh, urine frequency, wasting, and thirsting disorders. So diabetes is an example of a thirsting disorder. You feel thirsty because you have to drink a lot and urinate a lot. Okay. Then we have kidney three. So uh, kidney three is a shoestring point. And what... What that means is you can use shoestring points for obstructions, like called by, B-I, by obstructions, wind, damp, heaviness, and joint pain. So we're talking about a condition of heaviness with difficulty urinating, like we talked about with the damp, cold bladder. And uh, kidney three is good for heaviness, obstructions, 
and that's often accompanied by joint pain. And um, emotionally and psychologically, it helps to decrease fear. So it washes, it's a source point for washing away fear and stagnation. And if the water stream is not flowing very well, it helps a lot. And that often occurs with psychological disturbances, like when you have a water-fire disharmony, you have a, um, a Shen disorder or a psychological disturbance. Kidney tree can help calm that down because it can help the water stream that's not flowing very well. And not well, putting out fire. Such a great point, which is probably why it's in the brochure, right? In the energy enhancer brochures and uh, glutathione, yeah. et cetera. Um, because it's such yeah. a universal point. And, and I would say for, you know, 2020 and 2021 with the whole COVID fear panic stuff, this might be a really good point to patch on a regular basis anyway, even if you don't have urinary issues. Yes, it is. And it's one of the main points involved with a five element rotation of the energy enhancer patches. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that too. There are previous shows where we talk about that in detail. So people can go to your archives and look up the show where we talked about five element medicine or five element rotation and uh, see where we use kidney three. Um, next one in this section is liver one. So liver one is a jingwell point of wood and it can be used to release heat in the liver channel and it's, it's used um, for Shan, Shan disorders where there's retention and difficulty urinating. And psychologically it helps restore self-esteem because mm. if, if you're not not retaining, you're able to let go, and you don't have dif- difficulty urinating anymore, that restores self-esteem in some cases, energetically. It works both ways, too. If you have low self-esteem, you can get stopped up, have difficulty mm. urinating. Okay, so... Um, the next group I was referring to is pain and urgency. So the group of points here for pain, urgency, and hot, painful blood in the urine type of condition is lung seven. We also we already talked about lung seven. And then we have liver 13. Liver 13 is the meeting point of the yin channels and it's the front viewpoint for the spleen it's a powerful spirit point and it gives hope and vision to people who are recycling old tapes and bothered by the past and have difficulty rebirthing like the, the energy of liver 13 is used to 
rebirth a Christian, for example, and become born again. So if they're if they're okay, ruminating uh, in the past, this is good for them. Yes, that's right. Okay. Rumination is a good word to describe it. Yeah. And it's also used urine-wise for uh, white discharges. If if there is, is frequency of urine with white discharges, liver 13 is indicated. Okay, then we have kidney 10 for pain and urgency. And it's a pussy point, the lower C point, and the water point for the kidney. Uh, and just as a reminder, Hosi points move energy and substances through, usually through the yang channels. Um, so the kidney pen replenishes water. That's its main function. It decreases damp heat in the lower jowl. It tonifies the kidney if the bladder has damp heat. And it also calms and revitalizes secretions and increases testosterone. So as you get older, if you're a guy that that gets older and you're Testosterone's waning. You want to use kidney ten a lot. What was the first thing you said about kidney ten? Sorry, I missed it. Right before you said damp heat. Um, it replenishes water. It's oh, a water point to the kidney. What does it mean? Yeah. Replenishes water. Well, if you're dry, it brings okay, water so if back. Okay, you're dehydrated. Dehydrated, dry, yeah. The opposite of edema. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, the we already talked about kidney eight and spleen six is another point in that group. And we talked a number of times before how spleen six is a meeting point of spleen, liver, and kidney in the lower leg. It decreases damp, it tonifies kidney, it harmonizes the liver, and it lowers pain. Regulates urination and benefits the bladder and urethra. And it's used in Asian medicine to treat shine disorder. And it's a good point for treating chaos as well, emotional chaos. It, it cools blood, and um, heat in the blood is often associated with uh, emotional and psychological chaos. So spleen six is a very useful point, especially in this chaotic time. And yeah, it's one of my other favorite. Brushers too, yeah. That's another point that's in the five element rotations. <clears throat> okay. Last but not least group is our 
nocturnal enuresis in the damp cold group. So there we have stomach 28. Oh, can you just uh, explain what you mean by nocturnal enuresis? Um, peeing a lot at night. Yes, thank you. And enuresis is, is like when you're sleeping and you don't get up to pee. You just wet your beds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so... Um, we have stomach 28 there. That's the main point for water passage or shui dao, S-H-U-I. Shui is water. Dao is passage or pathway. So stomach 28 is the main point for opening the shui dao or the water passage. It regulates lower jiao. It decreases stagnation by opening the water passage. It's used to release retention of urine because it's opening the water passage. And it's used in Asian medicine to treat stuck emotions as well as stuck urine and not being able to let go and is associated with deficiency of water problems. So if there's a deficiency of of water, uh, that's a good point for it. Okay, so that point is located two soon or inches bilateral to CD4. All right. Okay. Stomach 29. Stomach 29 is a heavy-duty point for nocturnal enuresis. It warms the lower jaw. It treats masses due to cold and shan disorder that's caused by weakness of chi. It treats anorexia infertility and it nourishes it nourishes jing and it treats lack Mm. so uh, stomach 29 is located too soon bilateral to CB3 so it's like um, an inch below Stomach 28. All right, then we have bladder 40. And in five element medicine, there's a slightly different numbering system for the back shoe points. And uh, bladder 40 in five element medicine is bladder 54. And it's the earth point in the water. And it's a hussy point um, of the bladder, as well as the earth point. And it's a gao wu, or command point, for the lower back. So like if you've got back pain. And if your um, bladder problems are causing back pain, 
Ladder 40 is a good point. Mm-hmm. It decreases damp, decreases obstructions or by BI. It cools blood, and it treats uncontrolled water, like urine out of control. Cools the blood, benefits the bladder, and it balances fluids. Okay, so those are the points I'm going to talk about in the protocols. Okay, can you just review um, bladder 40? You said that it's sometimes called bladder 53 in some traditions. So where is that located, the one that you're talking about? Well, both both of them are located in the same place behind the knee in the public heel space. They're the same point. It's just that in five-element medicine, there's a different numbering system for the back shoe points. So in five elements, is it bladder 40, or five elements, it's bladder 54? uh, Bladder 40 is a TCM designation, and bladder 54 is a five-element designation of the same point behind the knee. Okay, got it. Thank you. Yep. Okay, should we go to questions now? For sure. All right, so... Wait. Let me put, uh, hang on, let me go. I'm going to put here patching protocols as a heading. So I have something to, last time I tried to move blocks around, it was very difficult. So <laughs> questions and answers. All right, so if you have a Q&A, so if you have a question for Dr. Dennis or myself related to any symptom that you have, please remember to avoid um disease names if you can and the number to call in is 818-514-1190 hit one so we know your hand is up if you're listening to this live again 818-514-1190 hit one if you have a question on the chat you can put it in the chat as well so i'm going to go to area code 78 so please uh, let us know your first name and so that way i can write notes for you uh, and then let us know what you're dealing with hi who's this six seven eight Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was me. Um, I, I What's realized that when I lay... Karen, I'm sorry, in Georgia, Perfect. Atlanta. Um, I realized when I lay down at night, um, or when I lay down to sleep, I wake up to have to use the bathroom. And um, it comes out, like, sometimes a whole lot, like I haven't gone in hours. And then sometimes it's just a, a, a trickle that comes out. So I'm trying to figure out what type of patching I would be doing for that. Mm-hmm. And it's usually when I get up, like in the morning, I get up, sometimes at nighttime I get up maybe at 5 o'clock in the morning to use the bathroom. And um, it happens at least two, three times a week that it, this happens to me. And I was using, like, the glutathione, um, and I thought that had, like, curtailed everything, and then it just started coming back again. Hmm. Where did you put the glutathione? I put it under my belly button, and I've used it on um, by my foot in the, in the spots where it tells you to put it. Um, mm-hmm. I've used it on my neck, the back of my neck, I think. I think that's one of the, wherever the spots are that you're supposed to put it on, I've used it in all yeah. areas. 
including my hand. Nice. I don't know the Okay, well, the, uh... the first thing that I would rule out is um, what kind of diet you're eating that affects your urine. Like, for example, if you had a lot of salty food the night before, you might be retaining more urine, and um, when you wake up, you'd just be dribbling or or not have as much of a flow as you normally did if you didn't eat salt. So that's one thing I'd look at. Well, you know so, what? I can't really say you... that I, don't, I dribble. I, I, I can't really say that. I, I do always urinate. Sometimes I'm on the toilet, and then it stops, and then I come back, and then another whole flow comes while I'm still sitting there will come out. So I can't really say that I actually dribble at all. Right. Yeah, it's just so not there's a lot. Just a hesitation. It's like there's a hesitation before you have the flow. Yeah. Well, I'm not okay. sure she's saying that, yeah. Dr. Dennis. I think she's saying, you know, some nights she gets to go pee and she pees a little bit and thinks, oh, my gosh, why did I have to get up to go pee? There's not that much. And then she'll sit there for a while and then more will flow out. Right. Is that right, Karen? Yes, it is. Karen. It's not like you have to push it out or that you're just sitting there and nothing happens, like some of the guys with the large prostates have to deal with. Uh-huh. Is that true? I yeah. don't want to put words so. in your mouth. No, you're correct. <laughs> you're correct. Sometimes if I lean forward, there's more that comes out, and then sometimes it'll sit there, and it's like a whole new flow. I was like, wow, that's interesting. Okay. Hmm. Are they different colors? And um, no, my do you notice whether it's pretty consistent in color? It's um, light yellow. Um, it never varies. Yeah. It never gets dark. It never, you know, it, if I drink a whole lot more water that day, it's a lot lighter. But it's it's really pretty consistent. It's not dark yellow. And I do take supplements on top of everything else. Uh-huh. Is it painful? I just try to stay close. Not at all. Okay. Well, I wouldn't consider it a problem. What's going on is um, different hormone patterns going on at different times of the week or month, and and, um, what you're eating can have an effect on it, and uh, also your state of emotions, like we talked about, can have an effect on it. And um, both conditions don't sound abnormal. Yeah, I was going to say caffeine as well. Like, for example, um, I can, if I do chocolate later in the day, I'll probably get up to go pee at night. Um, Mm -hmm. Like it just wakes me up and then I go, hmm, yeah, might as well go pee. (laughs) Um, But other days I'll wake up and I'll go, wow, I need to go pee. And then I say to myself, no, stay asleep. And then I'll fall back asleep and sleep for another few hours before the morning and then get up. Yeah, I think it's better to stay in bed if you can. But after five minutes, I tell my patients formally five minutes. If you still feel like you're you're awake, you have to go pee, then go pee. But just wait. Just wait and try to fall back asleep and see if, if, you know. Okay. I've tried that several times. Yes. I understand that one. Although sometimes people with glutathione... Sometimes they'll actually Uh um, pee more during the day uh, when they're using glutathione because the toxins just want to release then, you know, and they just come out. So it kind of depends on what your body wants to do too. 
Yeah, I usually yeah. use a glutathione at nighttime. I don't do it in the daytime. So why is that? And I know I probably why that? I don't know. I heard. I thought I heard someone said use it at night more than day. No, you don't use it at night. Was what you heard? <laughs> oh, really? The reason is you don't want to de- you don't want to detox at night because you can get a headache. Um, although I I have people that swear it's the best time for them. I'm like, okay, whatever works, right? But I would say 90% of the time we tell people that's the only one you don't want to use at night. Oh, because, because you want to get those toxins out. You want to drink. Ah, yeah, yeah, because you want to drink lots of fluid. You want it to come out, you know. So people will sometimes feel really dry when they have glutathione on, which is a good thing, you know, which means the 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 the, the water's being used and moved out, and the toxins are coming out, and so yeah, yeah. So I would say try it at, try it during the day, see what happens. Okay, okay. May I ask one more question unrelated? Mm-hmm. I know I'm taking up time. Um. I have a grandchild with rashes um, from a baby and realizing it's getting worse and worse. Uh, when he gets frustrated in particular, like he can't do something, mm. he starts scratching even more. So, cause I can feel, you know, I feel his pain. Oh <laughs> so my gosh. That's horrible. To the point where he's like leaving cuts, you know, yeah. on his hands. So, uh, I didn't know what to do with that. I, I I wanted to try an Aon, or but I just don't know. Is there anything that I can try with him? Do you have mom's or dad's permission to do that? We've been talking to them, yes. Okay, great. That's awesome. Dr. Dennis, do you have something? And then I'll have something as well, possibly. Well, uh, in, in Asian medicine, uh, rashes are often... Uh, a release of toxic heat and um, the skin is under the energetic control of the lungs. So um, one of the main points for releasing toxins from lung is uh, lung eight. So uh, you could put energy enhancer patches of white on the right, tan on the left, lung eight. Let's see how that helps. Okay. Yes. So, um, and, and, you know, you can also use it. I don't know how old the grandchild it sounds very young. Um, you know, sometimes. One. The, one. Yeah. That may be a little, maybe a little tricky um, to keep it on and they may or may not need it. Um, one way is to put it on the, you know, the, the cuff, you know, uh, although sometimes that'll move around, um, you know, uh, the area or even just you know, hold it there. I know that's a little hard to do that for five or 10 whole minutes, but you could also use medical tape and just tape it there um, while holding uh, the child for like five or 10 minutes. Cause sometimes they may not need a all day on the patches. Um, but the other thing too, is I, I often tell people, if you see something on the skin, that means something's going on in the gut. So the gut is not happy. So that could be, mm-hmm. um, you know, that could be, something called dysbiosis where they have an imbalance in the gut microbiome that could be from, um, you know, stress, medications, uh, intolerances, uh, milk allergies, um, you know, all sorts of things or even, or even just, you know, stress, but the, the gut is usually a problem. So um, I think it would be fine to use, you know, uh, X39, for example, on the gut, they can just put it, you know, on top of the pants, um, in and around the belly area. Don't worry about which acupuncture point it is in this case, just to help heal the gut faster. 
and then try it out, you know, with the lung eight um, to for the rash and see how that does. I found that, um, yeah, anytime you see a rash, think gut. Okay, so the yeah, lung eight is exactly where. Where is that lung eight? Well, um, if you look at the base of your thumb on the inside of your arm, there's a crease where your wrist right. is on mm-hmm. the radial part. Mm-hmm. You, you often feel your pulse. That's lung nine. Right. And um, if you go um, half a soon or a soon below that, you'll have lung eight. Okay. So just below. Okay. You can look it up on anywhere on... Your yeah. internet search, just image, colon, acupuncture point, lung eight, and you'll see like a, you know, 100 pictures of it. Oh, it that's how I do it. It's one soon proximal. One soon proximal lung nine. It's one soon or inch towards the heart or closer to the body or proximal mm-hmm. to lung nine. Okay. So you're suggesting to use the energy patches, the white on the right? And the pan there, pan on the left, right next to each other. And if you if you want to get fancy, you can also um, use large intestine four with the white on the right and the tan one on left lung eight. Okay. Because then you're using both yin yang pairs uh, and involving the colon. Oh, okay, so that's part of the gut. Okay. Yeah. All right. And also, you can use the uh, lower hussy point for the uh, large intestine, which is um, stomach 27. And that's the X39 or just the, the energy patches? You can alternate between lung 8 and stomach 27. Okay. And I would say okay. for little ones, because this one cannot speak, um, for children, we actually find they're more, um, they uh, react better to the patches or faster, I should say. So what you can do, because the corporate, the corporate says if they're five or above or they can speak and give uh, feedback, then we consider that very safe to prescribe you know, not prescribe, but to suggest. Uh, if they're younger than that, then it's really, um, you know, you have to use your own discernment on that. Um, and I would say um, we don't have any protocols uh, for children per se that are that young because um, it was never tested. But we have a lot of people that still use them. They use them on dogs, cats, and other small, you know, small people. Um, so you can actually do something like X39 uh, on the gut area for like an hour a day. Like, so you can just tape it you know, literally with masking tape, you know, right over the pants right. and just, you know, mm-hmm. send an alarm and just do it an hour a day instead of doing like 12 hours in a whole day, three times a week. You know what I mean? Cause that might right. be too much. So you'd have to watch and the so child carefully for annoyance or anything that, which might, you know, right. mean that they're getting overstimulated. Okay. And so you can use that same patch for the 12 days, so to speak for the 12 mm-hmm. hours. Yep. Just Got don't it. take the backing okay. off. Just, Use the right, tape over right. and over again over top of clothing, and it won't shouldn't irritate them. Wonderful. Okay, that works. Well, I all right, awesome. Um, You're welcome. Thanks. Let me correct one thing that I said a minute ago. I, I meant to say stomach thirty-seven, not twenty-seven. 
Oh, okay. 37. So I'll stomach, change that in the notes. Stomach 37 is the lower Hussey point for the, for the colon. And, and what that does is help things move through the colon. So if we have toxins in the colon, as Dr. Karen was describing, that will help clear the colon out better. And, okay. and stomach 37 is located uh, three sooner inches below stomach 36. Okay, fantastic. All right, so I muted you, Karen. So thank you so much for your question. Thank you, Dr. Dennis. Next person, area code yep. 209. Can you hear right. me? How we can. Oh, Who's good. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the call. Um, hmm. I have sure. a question. What's your name? Um, it's kind of. Oh, I'm sorry. My name is Diane. I'm in California. Okay. Okay. Um, so my problem is frequent urination, um, no pain. But ever since I started using the patches, it has not only been worse, but it has really given me a sense of urgency that, well, oh, man, I better get to the bathroom right now, which I didn't have before. Mm-hmm. Which and patches? So I'm not really... Hmm? Which patches were you, are you using? Oh, I'm... Well, it's worse than the X39. Mm. And um, it's... But I have noticed it with all of them, you know, almost to the point now that I really don't want to use anything during the day if I have to leave the house. Right, right. Yeah. And well, um, it sounds like it, uh, you're detoxing, and when people detox, they pee a lot. <clears throat> the patches, so just, patches make you. Detox. I'm sorry, patches make you detox, right? So. Detox, yeah, yeah, detox uh, reaction. You're you're getting rid of toxins in your body stimulated by the patches, the patches stimulate you're getting rid of toxins, and that makes you pee. Do you have a lot of pee when you go? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, So it sounds like you really need to go. Yes. So I also really up my my water because I was getting headaches. Mm. Especially, that, that's gone away in the last week. I've been using the patches for about three months now. Um, okay. It sounds like what you're saying, uh, well, let me run this. So I could try that lung five. Um, and what, is there a certain patch you would suggest for lung five? Oh, energy enhancer or ice wave. Okay. And, um, and then the other thing, it sounds like what you're just saying is that just wait it out that it's, they're doing their job. Yeah. I was going to say that, yeah. um, do you know the five elements, uh, protocol, Diane? I know the five elements. I know the five elements. Um, I'm not, awesome. I'm not an expert at any case. Have you done it? I'm not. Hmm? Oh yeah. Have you I've done, done the, the five elements? I've done that. I've done the five elements three times. I just got in more patches so I can do them some more. Um, okay, so so if you get the worst with X39, um, you may want to 
see if we can clear or support all the different organs, channels, meridians, if you will, um, with the five elements. And that you would do between three and five weeks in a row. Um, now, of course, if you have similar okay. symptoms and it's really bothersome for you, you may have to do it only for like three hours a day or, you know, to use tape or whatever. So you don't have to do it the whole 12 hours if you find the symptoms really, really annoying, even with the energy enhancers only. Um, and then you can just do, you know, the X39 on the weekends or <laughs> some t- somewhere where you're close to the bathroom. Just in case. Okay. All right. So, so in the five elements, the instead five- of lung seven, you would use lung five. Oh, I missed that a good. If you want to use lung five, yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of on the left side using lung seven, you would use lung five, which is near the. It's a little bit of an annoying point because it's in the crook of the elbow, but um, I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, <laughs> you just don't want to bend your elbow too much all day long. Otherwise, you might get a little bit of a you know irritation there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would do the five element protocol for at least three weeks. Okay. Um, and uh, like I said, if you can't stand it for, for 12 hours a day, just do it for three or four hours a day. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. appreciate it. Okay. You're welcome. Let me go ahead and mute and you here. I'll put a little you note for you. You don't have to salute a lot. <laughs> you don't have to salute a lot. Yeah. Funny, funny. Yeah, if you're I was going to make a political passion. joke, but I'm not going to. All right. So area code 435. Hi, <laughs> Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, good. This is Martha. I'm in Utah, and I have three questions. The first uh-huh. one is is on the energy enhancers. I think you said at one time that the tan patch um, takes out energy and the white patch brings in. That's mm-hmm. true. Okay. Um so what would happen if you put a um an ice wave set in between or okay the tan patch and then an X39 and a white patch on a um pain that's causing problems what mm-hmm. would that do You mean stacking them Yes so you'd well, put your X39 over top the right? Be... Yes, instead of on um, the left and right, I, I'm just wondering, is that confusing? Is that not a good thing? No, you can do that. <clears throat> and um, what you do is neutralize the polarity because you have all the patches, <clears throat> the positive and negative patches on the same point, <clears throat> and you're focusing the frequency of the patches on that point. Okay, thank you. That's the so first question. Don't, the second... have... Go, ahead. Go ahead. You just don't have your electrical flow through the body. You just have the frequency introduced at that point. Okay. Now, if she stacks the X39 on top of the white patch, then you would still have the flow. And so that would be better. To, to yeah, if you have flow. a next patch somewhere else. Okay. If you have a negative patch somewhere else, you'd have the flow between the white patch, the positive patches, and the negative patch. Okay. And Martha, uh, Dr. You. Dennis loves uh, triangles. So what you can do is once you do the clock technique and get out of pain, you can actually apply the X39 
in, in a triangular formation when you look at the two ice waves. So you have a triangle in there. And so that whole area in between the triangle is affected positively. Okay, very good. Yeah. And now another question with the energy patches. Um, is there another effective place to put the energy patches for high blood pressure? Ah, that's a diagnosis. So, or the, Sorry, you can't symptoms, use that. Right, right. Other than just on the neck, is there another effective place? On the neck. Well, stomach, stomach 36 is often useful for that. Okay. Okay, another, now this one's going to be interesting. It's, I'm working with this lady that has, she will not go to a doctor to have it diagnosed, um, but it's, it's a growth, she thinks, under the skin on her face that is, it's taken months for it to grow, and it's closing off the one nostril and the ear, she says she has a hard time putting a earplug in, and it's on her eye, it's affecting the vision, not extremely, and there's no pain. Is this one lesion or multiple? Uh, um, it's, there's no pain that doesn't even show on the face other than... I mean, it's just the slow-growing growth, I guess. So there's a lump, but it doesn't show through the skin. Right. Okay, and but the lump goes really into the nostril? Um, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but my my guess would just to, to try the, um, like you said, the triangle with the 3YH and X39 on the back of the neck. So what's her goal? To get the swelling down or shrink the the growth. Okay. Well, normally we would still say it's a good idea to have a diagnosis. I'm a medical doctor, so I would still say that. So on record, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to say that. Right. Uh, we can't diagnose with the phone or anything right. like that. Um, I think that it's, it's safe. So it's definitely safe to use the patches. Why uh, is a great idea. Um you know, on the area. Um, and like, yeah, like you said, you could literally do a triangle, you know, cause it, you just explained, you know, with your description, there's a triangle <laughs> ear, right. eye and nostril, right? Like literally you, you could play with the patches, uh, very safely, uh, in that area. It may not look great going to work, you know, with all of that on, but at the same time, um, I think she would notice if there's going to be a difference would notice a difference within two weeks. So, Okay, uh, you you would suggest during the day. I kind of told her. I said, just do it at night. You know, when uh, nobody. Yeah, you can. It's just the glutathione may make her feel horrible uh-huh. if she does it at night. Okay. So then you may want to use X thirty nine or something instead. Okay, so Dr. Dennis, that was uh, for the energy patches. It was stomach thirty six. Yes, wide on the right, hand on the left. Okay, I appreciate that. Thank you so very much. Sure. You're welcome. welcome. Well, this other gal is going to say, Dr. Dennis, that um, with the face, uh, you mentioned uh, lung seven Mm -hmm. being helpful for face stuff, right? So she could potentially use energy enhancers on lung seven as well. 
Yes, that's right. Okay. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Sure. All right. So let me mute you here. And let's uh, let me just see here. Oh, oh gosh, I can't remember whether I did this one already. <laughs> Do you remember if I did area code five hundred three, Dr. Dennis? I don't think so. Uh, okay. I don't remember. <laughs> area code five zero three. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? Okay. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Good. Hey, um, I, Renata and I, we've got a new pay a client, and. She had, at the age of nine years old, she got into a bicycle accident, and the handlebar really did a number on her pancreas, and I guess it ruptured the pancreatic duct. Wow. And when they discovered it, they had to go in and do surgery, uh, and they did that, but it continuously, she's age 32 now, but suffering all these years with excessive pain, and then they have to drain fluid out, and so... We suggested trying uh, X39 below the belly button and ice wave on the pubic bone. Did we do right? Uh, Why the pubic bone? I was just listening to one of your other sessions, and and I just we just thought it was a we didn't know what other area to put it on. Did, well, <laughs> did, you said she has pain, so does she have pain in the pubic bone? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, we so thought you we were the... trying to go for the pancreatic duct, and that's where the inflammation and the pain's coming from. So that's what we went for now. And so we're trying to find yeah. out, is there a better Did spot? that help? Did that help the pain? She just started uh, maybe a day or so again, so I don't know yet. Oh, okay. Because the pancreatic duct is not near the pubic bone. But um, but no, if that tired, helps the pain, tired. then that I just I just put I swear wherever it works. <laughs> By the way, what's your first name so I can put it in the notes? You can look it up. Is, I'm sorry, this is Joe. Okay. Oh, hey Joe. Okay. <laughs> so okay, I'll is let there Dr. a better location now. to try it? Is there a better location to try the uh, ice wave? Because we went for the pain. Uh, yeah, we were also that's what thinking glutathione. But we thought we'd wait and hold off and just sort her out simple. Mm-hmm. No, you did well. Yeah, I would be very. Oh, yeah. I would say very similar. So, Dr. Dennis, did you have a suggestion? Yeah, I, I'd use the um, <clears throat> lean front viewpoint, which is liver thirteen that we talked about earlier, and also the back mm-hmm. viewpoint for the sweet, which is um, bladder twenty. And, and uh, you can bracket the spoon that way with ice wave, or you could uh, stack X39 on top of the white ice wave patch <clears throat> on that point. On the okay. Can you explain team. to Joe why spleen and um, uh, as how it relates to the pancreas? Oh, because the pancreas is part of the spleen's energy. There is no pancreas or Chinese medicine. It's considered um, a part of the spleen energy. Okay. So the ice wave could go on liver 13. Yeah, liver 13 on the left side because the spleen's on the left side of the body. And um, also on the left side, you could uh, use uh, bladder 20, which is the back shoot point for a spleen. Okay, so having the white patch and the tan patch 
they just go within a couple of inches of each other, either the liver well, 13 the or the water 20? Through, through the body. Um, yes, you've got uh, you one patch the on the front. you got one, one on the front near the rib cage and one on the back, on the back of the rib cage. So it's actually bracketing the spleen, uh, but it's also the oh, shoe okay. points and the move points for the spleen. I know it's kind of like giving a haircut over the phone, eh? Like you kind of need the video. <laughs> like, where am I putting this? Um, until you until you see the pictures, you're like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, and and so if you, I don't know if you're coming to our team Q and A, um, you know, on on, um, but um, we're going to be talking about that, or not next week? When is it? Is it this week? I think it's this week. Tuesday. Um, Tomorrow. Tuesday night. Yeah. Tuesday night. Yes. So so then we, then I can show you. <laughs> Oh, great. So Physically show let me you just what, make sure I'm seeing you right on this. And then the X39, we still keep that under the belly button, or do we take that in the back of the neck? Does it matter? I would put it over the pancreas personally, Dr. Dennis. I don't know about you. I would just put it over that point, yeah. which is like CV15 or something, or 14. Well, as I said earlier, I'd stack it on top of the white isolate patch. Oh, stack it on the white? Okay. On, on, on liver 13. Okay. Okay. So stack it. Yeah. So okay. So one goes on the front under the rib cage, and one goes on the back of the back by the rib cage, yeah. and then stack the uh, 39. Bladder 20 on the back is on the first bladder line at the level below thoracic um, 11. Thoracic vertebra 11, so it's that level. It's between, it's right below thoracic 11 and above thoracic vertebra 12. Okay. And it's uh, one and a half inches to the left. If you're working on the left side over the um, spleen. Okay. Yes, you have very, very strong, strong points to support the pancreas here. Yeah. Okay. Sure. And then and the next thirty nine you were suggesting stack it over the uh uh liver thirteen. Liver 13. Which would be the tan or does it matter? The white. Um, white two whites together. White one. White. Yeah, so the tan's so going you on have the, back. the white. You can just use the X thirty nine by itself or you can stack it on top of the white ice wave patch. Okay. Got it. Thank you. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Sure. And you can locate points by going to yinyonghouse.com. It is an excellent point location that's on that website. I printed out most of the pictures, so I've got those. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, we have seven minutes left to stream. So um, thank you you so much, Joe. I'm going to mute you now. Yep, because we're almost at two hours. Um, well, I got like one, two, three, four, about five different protocols here. <laughs> so maybe we can um, maybe do maybe another show earlier than next month and um, or maybe give us one of those um, that we can work on. So let's see, you started out with um, I think the most important one, I think, for people is the pain, the bladder pain one. So if we could do that one first, 
that would be awesome. Okay. The pain and urgency? Yes. <clears throat> yes. Okay. So that that protocol would involve um I didn't talk about Yintong, but on all of them I'd put an Olivita patch on Yintong, and that's to affect the rebalance the um endocrine system, which would ultimately influence fluid balance in the body. <clears throat> so that that's the first point, Yintong. The the second one I'd use is lung seven, which we talked about today. And that's especially if you've got hot and painful condition with blood in the urine. So um, either use lung 7 or liver 13 if we have a white discharge instead of the hot and painful in blood. So either lung 7 or liver 13. With what patch? Okay. Uh, energy enhancer or ice wave. Okay. White on the right, ten on the left. And if you want to get fancy, you can put the white one on right, lung seven, and the tan one on left, liver thirteen. Mm. If you want to use points. Uh, okay. Also, um, <clears throat> use kidney ten. If there's more pain and urgency than than the white discharge. And uh, for kidney 10, uh, use uh, glutathione and the carnosine. Glutathione on the right, carnosine on the left. Or you could use the X39 instead of the carnosine. So you'd use X39 on the left side of the body in this case? Yeah, yes. Okay. Are they still using lung uh, 7 or just kidney 10? Using lung seven and kidney ten, or liver thirteen and kidney ten. Ah, okay. Okay, then in addition to that, I also use kidney eight or spleen six. So kidney eight, if there's a lot of urine retention and lazy bladder, like pain and swelling or with pain and swelling, or I'd use spleen six if there is excessive pain. Okay. Okay, so for either kidney eight or spleen six, whichever one you choose based on the indications, I'd use an eon on the right and an SP6 patch on the left. Okay, so that seems like a lot of patches, although I know you're saying uh, the lung 7 and liver 13, you could use either or or both, and, but you wouldn't use that together with the lung 7 and kidney 10, so it depends on what the symptoms are. And then um, with, for the kidney 8 you're talking about, are you adding that in or instead of the lung 7 protocols? No, add it in, but not with spleen 6, either kidney 8 or spleen 6. Okay. Okay. So let's so say let's say it's just uh, hot and painful, and there's no discharge, uh, and you've got um, pain, urgency, um, no retention, but just pain. So then you'd use lung seven, 
kidney 10 and spleen 6. Mm-hmm. Then if there's retention, like lazy bladder, then you use kidney 8 instead of spleen 6. Okay. That sounds good. Okay, so what we're going to do is I'm going to put this protocol on here underneath where it says pain and urgency, hot, painful, uh, uh, and I'll put brackets blood in the urine. So you'll be able to find that pretty easily. We'll put that in there. And, um, yeah, so Dr. Dennis, we'll, we'll may have to do an, um, an extra show here because <laughs> you have a lot of great protocols, okay. and we weren't able to get them all in in the two hours. Um, so, uh, if, if folks are on the mailing list where you can get on the mailing list, uh, patchtrainingteam.com, get your free brain balancing protocol there, put your name, email address in there. Then we will alert you when we have that extra, you know, show, if you will, and, um, we'll finish this up in the near future. Uh, so we want to thank everyone for calling in. I will uh, work on this document. Um, I'll put the link to the Yin Yang House. You can see all the points where they are, as well as the connection to Dr. Dennis and the Patch Training Team Support Group on Facebook, where you can learn more. And remember to get on the mailing list, so we'll share with you when the next um, when the next show is going to be, um, whenever it's convenient for Dr. Dennis. So thank you, Dr. Dennis, so much for being here, and thanks everyone for listening. You're in. welcome. My pleasure. Glad to be with y'all. Glad to be with you, too. Bye now, everyone.